Is this fun, Lori? <laughs> um, Plug and, and play is what it is. It's okay. uh, Kyle and I can just sit right back Hell yeah. and watch you dig a hole in your career. Do it. Go for it. Uh, thanks for having me on your show tonight. That was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. And uh, other than that, um, I just had a question to ask you. Sure. So you have all these really great true stories. Mm -hmm. Is there a, have, are you going to start lying at the end of them to wrap it up? You know what I mean? Like I've taken some truths and then I've gone uh, that are obviously lies, but the audience is already there with you. So it's no big deal. Yeah. Are you going to do that? I never have. Girl, let me sell you on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I was sold lying from a very early age. Right. So well, for me to do it now for the art makes me, uh, for the job, makes me kind of, I, I'm twitchy. I'm not against it. Let's hear the pitch. No, that's it. I didn't know what, where, like what's the, the point in the story that you you then you start to make shit up, but it's still keeping in tune in in thematically staying in you know on point. But right, it, it goes to a silly place. Right, the audience so could assume was lying if they were to do some post op uh, dissection <laughs> of your act afterwards. But at the time, is half buzzed and just wants to have a good time. You know what I mean? So they're gonna laugh. Right. I think uh, there's definitely a twist on this stuff where I, or I, I, I take something that's super personal and I make it bigger or I take yeah. something that's a big topic and I make it super personal with a personal anecdote. And so there's, there's always the humor sometimes lies in the switch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you're saying stay in the personal and then just make up. And then we went to the moon, but something funny. Yeah, something that's not as crazy, but is but is slightly believable. But it's like that thing of, well, this guy said to me, so then I said this. It's like, no, you didn't say that. You thought it <laughs> a few years later <laughs> after rolling it over every single night for thirty six months straight, right? Right. And that's okay right. because you don't you aren't promising truth. You're just promising laughs. So it's yeah. okay, in my opinion, to especially when the first part is true. It's almost like sure. look at, like a monologue joke. The first, the setup is true and the punchline is false, right? Right. False, right. right? So the, I think that can work in a story where your initial part is true because this isn't the moth, okay? We're fucking <laughs> trying to work the funny bumps, all right? So, and then then it gets, you know, however it gets, mm-hmm. but, it, all, but it, it wouldn't get so crazy because you're not, you're not that kook yourself where it's not going to seem like it could be kind of true, but it'll still be funny enough and still be part of uh, thematically your act. That's right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, there's something there. I did not think that you were going there. I thought 
because this is my thing is I thought you were going to say, isn't there a book? Isn't there a book in this? All the true stories. (laughs) And you think, if you think I would suggest a book on anyone I like, (laughs) believe me, I'm stuck in a horrible limbo. I've thought about, uh, recently I've thought about this book, which is that, uh, because, uh, have you ever read any of Stuart Lee's books? No. Because what he does is he takes his hour of standup and breaks it down. I got to read that book. What book is Uh, that? Christ, what's the green one called? It's called a uh, stand-up comedian, I believe. Mm. Named it after the thing, or oh shit! Now I got to look it up. This was literally the old one, one the was conversations it, I had with you, Jackie. Right. It was. Uh, it was. Um, <laughs> I recognize. I recommend the green one because I'm in it. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's how I escape my certain fate. Oh, that's how oh, I escape oh, my okay. certain fate. That's it. Okay. And what he does is he 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 has a transcript of his hour. And then he breaks it down and he talks about the writing of the bit and he talks about the um, and he annotates where the bit is is at that moment or where it came from. And all of these interesting. Wow. And it can't be done if you do sort of one liner like it wouldn't work with a Mitch Hedberg kind of no, set. No, no, or maybe it would. But what, like, for example, like, like the story you have about your dad and the surgeon and the old guy. Yeah. You have three characters. And you've given them each a great personality. And I, I think that's when, after you get them in the room together, that's when you start writing. That's what I say. Oh, interesting. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I and think that, yeah. Somehow it could call back to the original, whatever thing that was truthful. Maybe if you if you wrote that whole part down, it could call back to it and be a nice way to end it. But I, I don't know what it is. But it, that seems like the the what you've, you've set it all up perfectly right there. Right. And it would be, a, and, it, and it's an interesting thing to write too. Yes. Because, and, and, cause I don't have an end for that thing. And, uh, and it, and it's it needs, a great, it, so. but it's a great story. It's a great story because it's quite informative. But also <laughs> what, what I wanted to know is how are, how, how is the double dipping happening? Oh, because, because uh, so the, the hospitals and, and, and the surgeons all get paid, right. For the, by, by right. Medicare and people have a secondary insurance. Right. So, and so not, this, not, got, this guy got a third bill from each of them. That's not legal though, is it? Well, is it, it's certainly. Unless it was elective. I don't, it wasn't elective. The guy's 92, 92, 93 years old. It so was not elective. He wasn't getting breast implants or anything like that. <laughs> I think he was getting his eyes done. What? Uh, so. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I, yeah. Okay. My mom's, my mom, her multiple, multiple medical situations never cost any money because she was on Medicare and her secondary insurance. So I was just wondering, like, that seems illegal what that guy was doing. Well, it was, to- it was totally gougy, which is why my dad saw those bills and was like, no way. Yeah. You, c- you can't actually do that. Do you and- need to explain to people that when they, you're saying double dipping, triple dipping, that that the doctor's already getting paid by the hospital via Medicare. Do you, so that do you think are, that that's unclear when I, that's when because I, say I, I think okay. you don't know that if you have old parents, you don't know about yeah. Medicare, you know, except that it should be for all. I'll uh, look into it. I'll look into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm all about clarity. It's uh, it turns out a lot of people want to talk to me about my, my material. Uh, you, you get to, 
Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I I saw the little version on the chat. The chat. I was like, don't say any more, Jackie. We're we're taping tonight. <laughs> it was. It literally. So I did Maria's show last night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been working on that gender sexuality bit for at least two years. Yes. And um, and so when I first started working on it, I thought, you know how you come up with a premise and you come up with some jokes and you're like, this is so helpful in addition to being hilarious and it's done. And then it's something weird. It's like a weird topic, whether it's yeah. rape or it's incest or it's uh, the crime of some I, sort. We could call them trigger topics where we, you know you need to proceed daintily uh, to get where you need to go. Yeah, it's a minefield when you want to talk about something super real, right? Mm-hmm. And But you want to make a joke about it and you want... To sort of, you know, I, this is a tangent, but when I think about Will and Grace, Mm -hmm. and I was not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of sitcoms, right? I, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, I get it. Um, I have, I've watched uh, thousands of sitcoms, but so Will and Grace for me was okay. It wasn't my favorite. Some people it was their favorite, but what it did was it normalized gay people. To some extent. And it also caricaturized. Like you look back on it and it's a caricature. When you yeah, look back yeah, on it, yeah. there's, there's, you, you cringe a little bit with, unless you have a historical perspective on it when you're like, I see what they're doing. Right, they're, right, get, right, right. they're getting conservative whitey magoos used to the idea that gay people are among us. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be just fine. Right. And they they too are stupid or funny or they trip and they have issues. So um, but that's so that that is sometimes the point and purpose of a bit. Like you wanna talk about something that happened to you or that happened to someone you you know or love, mm-hmm. and it's a big fucking trigger topic. Mm-hmm. And so the gender and sexuality thing is so out there in the zeitgeist, it's in society right now, everywhere I turn. You know, I must have had like 18 people in the last three years change their pronouns on me. Really? Yeah. And yeah, so... Everyone I know that has done that has been a comic. Okay. Well, I, you know, I've got nieces and nephews and I've got uh, friends with kids. And so, yeah, so there's just a lot of people who, who are talking about it. So I was like, well, I, what, what do I think about this and how can I kind of normalize it? Mm-hmm. And there's no better way to normalize something that isn't right in front of you all the time, that isn't in your fishbowl with you than comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. And so... I've been working on this gender sexuality thing. And so every time I would do it, I would get either other comics, some of the younger crew would come up and go, I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) Actually kind of offensive. You're actually missing the mark. Or this, I, you know, there's angles that, that, uh, you're coming from sort of this, you know, this, I'm sitting next to my own castle in my fishbowl, not seeing other, you know, the distorted. Right. Yeah. And so I've been taking feedback for this bit for two, two years. And so I feel like I would have recorded the version that it is at right now yeah. in December. Okay. So last night I do the bit. So to you it's done. To me it's done. Yes. And and but it's still in that sweet spot of it's done but I love doing it. Yeah, but you're, it's done but you're not sick of it. I'm yeah. not sick of it and I'm I'm perfecting the timing and it's yeah. going to take me a month on the road when we get out of this to really make the timing happy. 
again. So, um, so, uh, Maria gets a, a Facebook comment saying, I loved the show, but I hated, uh, I, I was disappointed that I had to find $15 that I didn't have really to, um, to watch your, uh, your, uh, your opener who was trans, uh, who was uh, transphobic or insulting trans people. And so Maria tagged me <laughs> so that I could be part of the dialogue. And I do, <laughs> and I come in and I'm like, wait, what, what, you know, I've been getting a lot of feedback. What did I do that was weird? You know, that mm-hmm. where, where's the, what's the thing that's still, and this person did not say that they identified as such a person. They just said that they that they found what I was talking about um, offensive, and I was like, "Cause," and, and I said, "Please tell me what's wrong." Because at the very least, I don't want to be a hack. <laughs> and because uh, yeah, right, right, right. she also the the person also said that it was low hanging fruit. Right, my my gender sexuality. It, and it so, isn't. It isn't. It, no, <laughs> I don't think it is either. I think that it's actually. It's certainly the amount of work that I put into it's it. Pretty high it's pretty uh, Yeah, t- turns yeah. out I had to fucking buy a ladder. It's uh, so. a tree. Yeah, yeah. It's a Christmas star. Yeah, uh. is, <laughs> yeah. I bought a ladder for this thing. So, um, <laughs> the but the whole thing is is so she and then. And, and I think she was kind of shocked that I was in the community. And, and Maria's like, we could do a Zoom, the three of us, and you could I tell like, us. What- I love it. I love it. Everyone that criticizes a bit, would you like to Zoom with a comic and talk <laughs> about why you didn't like it? I love it. And also, this is just a general thing, when they misremember what you said. And so you can go, actually, this is the the joke. I don't know what how it translated in your brain, but this is the joke. And I recorded the set in case you want to hear that as well. Right, because you were there and I was there, and so was my phone. And uh, <laughs> so, and but it was uh, so she wrote back and she was like, Oh my gosh, you guys are, this is amazing that you're responding to this. And because Maria was like, I can give you your $15 back. And, um, and so, um, she's in the end, she, the part, I, the part that I thought that she thought was too flippant was I was part of the gender bit. What she didn't like, it turns out, was that I was talking about it at all. That it triggered her that I brought up they them as as a pronoun. Right, and so right. she she tightened up on it, assumed that I was going to be a dick because she doesn't know me because I am the best kept secret in show business. <laughs> and, uh, and Maria she, usually hires assholes to open for her. <laughs> that was so the, in this lady's defense, Maria has a history. Yes, that was that was the other that was the other thing all I could think of. I was like, who do you think Maria Bamford has open <laughs> for her? Jackasses. <laughs> and so and so um, but so she goes, I just thought it wasn't how did she put it? it was like something like i didn't think it was worth your time and not that oh, she doesn't that know. would make me want to stab somebody in the eyes i'll fucking tell you what my time's worth you don't <laughs> tell me you don't know me you're telling me what my time is worth fuck you Right. I was like, I, I got nothing but time, lady. I'm sitting in a garage with two podcasts. So, right. Because, oh, here we go. In my opinion, that joke isn't worth it. 
it wasn't worth it for her because she was okay. So here's the thing. I found it. I thought the joke was pretty gray area. I found it distracting. This was my first time seeing you and I couldn't tell right away if you were overtly making fun of using they, them as a term. So it got my hackles up. It took a minute to catch up and shake it off. In my opinion, that joke isn't worth it. Otherwise I thought the laugh you're getting on it. What are they talking? Can you hear my dog, by the way? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But don't worry about it. In my opinion, uh, so otherwise thought your other material was great. <laughs> I enjoyed your set and the Q&A with Maria. Thanks for a fun show. So I think that she was she was mis- misremembering what I said. Yes. Was shocked when we both came back with, no, no, tell us. We're, we're, we're teachable. Are you, uh, are you this person who I'm talking about specifically? And how can I? And I, too, offered to give her back her 15 bucks. But... Um, but the, the the weird thing is, is so I got that, and then an hour and a half later, I got an email from a guy saying, hey, I t- teach a gender and sexuality class, and I was just wondering, if I just use it for my class and just this week, can I show that? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. And I was like, because you have gotten me right after this woman hated that bit? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Even though, and I said, please do not do it publicly because I'm hoping to put it on the new album, which will be recorded soon. I fucking hope. Well, the other thing, it's like, well, I had to, you know, at first I had to get used to you. No, you don't. You don't, she doesn't have to see you ahead of time to get a joke you tell the next show, right? It exists on its own. And for, I, I, I have no idea what her attitude was coming at you and she needed to be, uh, somehow be convinced that you weren't whatever she thought you were, but that's on her. That's her being her seeing you and hearing you or something. Uh, maybe you sounded like someone from Wisconsin who was mean to her. her, You know what I mean? But uh, you know, Oh, I, have you had, yeah. Have you had that? Oh yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, especially I don't mind any kind of feedback like that, you know, uh, especially in person. Cause then I yes. guess I can go, what, what is, what joke exactly? And why? I mean, am I missing something? Of course I'm, I'm constantly missing things. So that's right. fine. I'm, yeah. I'm alive. I'm willing to hear it and, and I'll take <laughs> it or leave it. If I can if I think you're, if I think you're right, or I think I can fix it, yes. but I do think that bit is worth my time. Yes, it is worth your time. And we're here to get laughs. You know, we're not running for office and we're not trying to be poignant. We're here to get fucking laughs. So number one, <laughs> if a joke is getting laughs and it's consistent, I, for some what? reason, I just want to say, no, I want to be poignant, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be poignant. You are correct. <laughs> So if, if, if a joke works a lot and then someone says, I have a problem with the joke, that's kind of surprising. You know, usually when jokes aren't good, they don't get laughs. And so that right there, you, you got your information, right? Right. I get the information right there in the moment. Oh, that yeah. didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <That> is, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, it, it wasn't it, the other thing, like, um, there used to be a time when if someone was a bad comic, you'd just be like, oh, they're a hack. But now, because I, I think because comedy is so popular and so many people are paying attention to it, now they have different ways to describe someone as a hack, right? Like you're sexist, you're transphobic, you're homophobic, you're racist, all these different ways. 
and it's making people more, I think the people are receiving the criticism, not you, I'm talking about comedy in general. Right. And the whole cancel culture response to that kind of criticism is, is, is I think it's more pointed um, critiques and super specific. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're saying I hate trans people. You're saying I hate women. And it's like, and it used to be like, oh, you're a fucking hack. And somehow people could absorb, <laughs> comics were like, whatever, I could absorb that. But the, the more specific it got, and the, because of, there are more eyes on it, and people are using uh, more specific language to describe other people's language, um, it's making everyone uh, freak out. Yeah, it's, well, and, and I, I was talking, because I'm, you know, because I, I do... I have gotten, since I've been doing those Zoom shows for months and months and months, yes. I have gotten emails from people who identify as any number of sexualities and genders mm-hmm. uh, to tell me wh- where I'm sort of coming at it correctly or not. And, you know, it's, it, you know, I, I'm not entirely, you know, I, I, I might be doing this joke for other people of my generation who need to sort of be able to address a they, them, Right. You know, and it, 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 um, and I may not be getting it entirely perfect for that, but I think like my examination of this thing is so funny because when I was a kid, non-binary, they, them wanting to be treated as a person, not as a little girl Mm -hmm. just meant that I was called a tomboy. Sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, I mean, there was, there's it's so much bigger now and it's so much more, you know, parts of the society are being pulled into it that, that I don't, I don't, whenever anybody criticizes me, my first reaction of course is defensiveness. (laughs) And, um, but then, and, and, and that defensiveness can lead to me going, well, you know, I, I think that, that I'm kind of, it's like, I, I don't need to, I, I need to understand. I don't need to identify as this. Right. I mean, it was, I did that used, um, a joke. I think it's on the Horcrux album, two albums ago, yeah. three albums, two albums ago. And it was about how I had, um, sort of a bad sexual experience and Andy helped me work through it, the uh, using bit. the LARPing out. Yeah. The LARPing yeah. bit. And I had a woman come up to me at the attic in Bloomington and it obviously, and she was drunk, super drunk and it triggered her. Right, And she was like, you know, I was sexually attacked and that joke isn't funny. It doesn't have any relevance. And I think that it's horrible that you would tell such a joke. And Jared, of course, was like, the hell is she talking about? And because that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Thompson. That's awesome. And, uh, but the... uh, but I was like, no, I, I get, I get why she's, it's, it's exactly this situation. You know, you get, you hear the topic and you already jump to the bad memory or something. So, yeah. but the thing is, is you can't, when you walk into a comedy club, you can't, you don't know what anyone's going to talk about. Right, right, right. Unless you've done all the research in the whole wide world. And then maybe the MC is going to bring up, you know, that they once had, you know, a soccer match that went horribly awry and that's where you had a miscarriage and you're just like, Oh fuck. So, I mean, it's, it's, it could be, it can be any topic. Yeah. I mean, and every special I watched, you know, I, I, there's bits I like more than others, you know, and sometimes I try to pay attention. When am I not paying attention? Like, you know, your attention veers when you're watching some stand up, and it's like, oh, I just 
heard this topic and I was like, uh. <laughs> you know, so even with, with people that you know and like, you go in and out of a show. So of course you're not going to like, you know, like there's some comics, I, I feel like they do this brilliant stuff and then they're, they're like, all right, I got to close. So it's 10 minutes of drinking stories and 10 minutes of dick jokes. And I'm like, oh, all right, that I know what you're doing, but I don't really want to watch that part of it. Again, <laughs> you're just trying to, you're just trying to end on a good response and sell merch. Got it. Right. Right. Um, and I, yeah. And I, I, I think about, you know, the people that, you know, overwhelmingly, let's say 10 to one from last night's show, I got, uh, literally, I, I think I got a dozen emails and, and tweets and DMS and stuff from people, if not more saying that they really liked that particular freaking bit. And then one person who didn't like it. Yeah, and, yeah. but, and sometimes, you know, it's this, it's that guy with his arms folded in the second row, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, well, how many people who didn't enjoy it didn't contact me? And <laughs> you're like, stop. <laughs> It's like, if we're doing live shows, then afterwards, often these people have to walk by us mm-hmm. and either they decide to say something or they don't. And then that's the end of the night. Like they have their, they have their opportunity to complain to you if they wanted to. Right. Right. If you're out there selling merch or something like that, or usually you're standing in the back of the room if you're not spelling, selling merch, there's, it's, there's opportunity for face to face again, but because all these shows are uh, virtual, I think people feel like, well, if I, I'm going to complain, I have to do it virtual as well. And, and so uh, what would have just been a quick discussion or her just seeing you and going, you know what, I liked her, you know, I forgot about it. I don't care, you know, gets turned into a complaining email. Yeah. Or, or just some sort of, Oh, speaking of merch, uh, so the Q and a, I showed merch. I was like, Hey, you guys, uh, if you uh-huh. could, uh, if you guys want to buy a, and I read like the number. And, uh, so my, one of my father's great lines that's on here that I've actually never did a bit, a bit about, but it's a great line on this shirt, which is give yourself awards. No one checks. Huh? <laughs> it's a classic Elliot comment as well. And then never said anything And, uh, and, oh, and then I, I put the Joe Cole mask on, yeah. which everybody from Patreon hopefully has gotten their, their Joe Cole mask. But somebody said, Hey, it's not on your website. And I'm like, oh, right. Well, if, I guess if you want to buy one, send me some money. And you're right. <laughs> so, but get this. I got 18 orders today for t-shirts and challenge coins. Nice. And I was Maybe like, Oh, that email, Jackie. what might be, might've been worth that email. Right. Might have been. Well, and, and the thing is, is totally worth the email because Maria, as per usual, is going to pay me a great deal of money. Yes. You know? And, well, um, yeah, it's, um, Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Wow. It's real. It's real. And, that's uh, like, uh, real comedy money right there. That's an actual, yeah, it's, uh, so, but I do, I do think, because there was one other, because the other thing that's been happening is I joined TikTok a month ago, right? Right. And so what I'm doing is I'm spending an hour a day cutting a clip, a comedy stand-up clip. Yeah. Into one minute clips and point, putting them up. And then I've, I've got all the hashtags. I've done the, the thing that Tiff Stevenson explained that I should do. Mm-hmm. And I've got, um, a mo- mo- 
uh, probably, I guess I have probably 25 uh, set clips up because I'm trying to do one a day. And they're one-minute clips, and most of them have between like 10,000 hits. And then some of them have 500,000 hits, and two of them have over a million. That's crazy. And it is crazy, and I have 45,000 followers so, in a month. That's amazing. And and um, has that re- resulted in any increase in sales? With, did I ask you this last time, too? I feel like I did. No. Um, well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done, you know, I've only done a couple of where I talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. Those have gotten hundreds, hundreds of, uh, hits. The stand up only. Yeah. The stand up seems to really go, but get this. So I took that, the LA pet joke, cause there's three jokes now that have gotten this get, and that LA pet joke is from the early two thousands, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's the meow meow thing with the cat and the mm-hmm. people request it. And I'm like, I can't remember how it goes because <laughs> uh, a thousand years ago, but it was, it was animated by the guys who won the Oscar last year for hair love for the, uh, the short animated Oscar six point express. And so they won an Oscar last year, and in 2003, they animated one of my bits. Nice. And uh, but so Wait, it's, did they it's, do that for Shorties Watching Shorties? They didn't do Shorties Watching Shorties. They did a Kyle Kinane bit. They did okay. a Mike Kaplan bit, and they did my my LA Pet bit, and um, it was. But he, they, it's so. At one point, he's got me throwing away a cat. like in the cartoon i pick up a cat and throw it in the garbage (laughs) and as you can imagine there are some people who are triggered by this there is also a part of the joke where i talk about a a dog on a cart which is based on a dog that had other problems besides uh, mobility issues like it was also bleeding all the time and it couldn't and it was never awake so, but they put it, they, they, they had to get a hip replacement for the dog and the it didn't work. So they got a cart for the dog. And so in the hour and a half that it was alive and in pain each day, uh, it was on this cart. Well, they, he drew, Greg Franklin drew the cutest fucking dog in the world in a cart. And then I make a, a, a Captain Pike joke that goes with it. And <laughs> that's Star so, Wars, right? Star Trek. Star Trek. Okay. But yeah, nice work. And so, but the thing is, is uh, they're so mad. They're so mad at me on TikTok. Jackie seems like it's working. You know what? You're learning the lesson that all the right-wing comics are is piss off your fan base and you become popular. Oh, but but you know what's funny is is the defense as well. The def- the, the the people defending me are yeah. more than the people that are mad, which is Jackie. awesome. Yeah. Don't say a word. You just let them argue in the comments. You stay above it all. Don't don't weigh in. Interesting. Yes. I wonder if yes. I ever will. Anyway, let's do a break. Okay. <laughs> Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. 
My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I oughta... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! Okay, and then do we want to do the... It's Green Chef this week. Guys, Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit company. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Recipes are quick, they're easy, they have step-by-step instructions, chef tips. First of all, they think I'm a chef. I love it because it's from chefs. Good, that's probably it. (laughs) And here's what's important to me, photos. Yeah, photos to guide you along. That really helps. Like photos. Here's how you turn your oven on. That was a great photo. Thank you. you, The ingredients come pre-measured. They're perfectly proportioned. They're prepped. Most of them are prepped. So you just spend less time stressing and more time just eating and enjoying these delicious home cooked meals. And I, they kicked off family night with my son and my son's father. Because uh, they, the two of them make the meal, and then we all three have it, and now we do it once a week. So it actually started a new tradition. In fact, this podcast is interrupting a family night yeah. because we're playing the not. Well, mate, I'm going off. So go to greenchef.com slash 90 Jackie Laurie and use code 90 Jackie Laurie to get $90 off, including free shipping. So it's greenchef.com slash 90 Jackie Laurie and code 90 Jackie Laurie for $90 off. And I, you know, one of my favorite ones was, uh, was the shrimp bisque. You, they, I never cook with fish or shellfish or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, like w- when I go to the grocery store and I, and I cook a lot, but I just, I never think about buying fish or shellfish or anything like that. It just seems and, difficult. Right. It seems and difficult. Exotic. Right. It seems exotic. And Green Chef, uh, quite honestly, made it uh, idiot proof over here. With the, uh, <laughs> it's sim- and it's, yeah. They simplified <laughs> it and it was so delicious. It was so good. So you guys go to greenchef.com slash 90 Jackie Laurie and use the code 90 Jackie Laurie and you get 90 bucks off, including free shipping. Jackie, as we speak, I own the two blue properties, Park Place and Broadway. Oh. And I have a house on each of them. And I'm the only homeowner in the game right now. Uh, that is I, true in so many levels. <laughs> oh, Jack Assery, Cation for the, for the burn. And at one point I stayed in jail for four turns in a row just so I could get some, <laughs> get the other two to land on Park Place so I could get a little money. because I was Bernie so- Madoff, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, well Lori Kilmartin just raking it in. <laughs> okay, hey, let's do... Comic of the week. Are you willing to do comic of the week yes, as well? Then? Our comic of the week is Julia Claire. Mm, Julia uh, Claire. Very funny New York lady. She has a podcast with Kate Willett called Reply Guys. This is really good. Oh, cool. And, uh, Julia is at O oh, Julia Tweets. Oh. Um, so check Julia. her out. She's very, Tweets. very funny, the lady. Find her and live it up. Guys, Jackie, I have to announce that because it's International Women's History Month, all our comics of the week this month will be women. <laughs> Uh, and and in honor of that tonight's show at flappers at 7 p.m pacific it's going to be all women you guys because it's international women's month yes so uh it's going to be a great show we have laura house yeah robin tran 
Nia uh, Dubose. Yes, and uh, Rachel Fogletto. Yeah. It's like Letty. Rachel, Rachel F. Rachel's Rachel coming. Fogletto. We both worked with her at Helium in, yep. in Philly the last time we both worked at club. And uh, and she's great. So we're excited to have her and all three of those other ladies on our show tonight. Yeah, and it's 7 p.m. tonight. So you're listening to this now. Feel free to go to flappers.com slash shows. <laughs> and uh, it's a $10 ticket. What you're doing is you're keeping flappers open. And flappers, we split and the money. Yeah, all the comics get paid. So you're helping yeah. comics as well. And it's a great show. Everyone does a 15, no more than that. So you're in and out in 90 minutes about. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's such a good one. Um, we're going to have to move the March, by the way. My Monday in March, that first, every Monday in March, uh, uh, April rather, my, okay. is uh, is troubled because uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, have you heard about this show where they, <laughs> it's, um, I they've asked me to do it for about eight, two years now. And they asked me to do it when they did it at the pack in, in person. And they essentially, you pretend you have a late night show. And they get you writers and they, um, That's fun. it's super fun. And they, they try to do it personal. And I guess Alonzo did it last month and, but they've done 57 of them. Oh Danielle Perez did it. Oh, and, um, fun. and it's such a time commitment that I've yeah. never been able to do it. And so I was like, we are in shutdown. We're, we're still in shutdown. I can find four Mondays and a Friday for us to do this. Yeah. And so it's going to be in April. And so, um, yeah, I don't, um, I'm a little nervous about it. Cause I don't, I mean, I, the dork forest is the dork forest, right? Like I don't, there's no, I allow me to lower the stakes and my Sunday services show. That's all me. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I, I am, I'm, I'm God, right? So I just want everyone to have fun on the dork forest and I just want everyone to have fun on the Sunday services. And this thing has a lot more people involved and I have to also sort of be like a driving force Mm -hmm. and then other people are going to try to write in my voice. Nice. And I'm like, I don't even know what to. Now you're going to find out what other people think of think your voice is. Oh, I, I had that horrible experience. You ever take an acting class where they have, they tell you what you would be cast as? Oh my God. No, it was super brutal. There's oh, at, and we were brutal to each other. And he, and the, the, the guy was like, you have to be, you just, the thing is, is yeah. you, you gotta know. Cause I had the most amazing headshot taken and I still use it. Sometimes it's a beautiful headshot. And then the, the act, the teacher looked at it and he said, one of the teachers, because it was a, it was a, like a boot camp thing, so it was like five teachers, and yeah. like the one of the teachers looked at me and said, "This is a beautiful headshot. You look great in this picture, but then you're gonna show up." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> And he isn't, he wasn't wrong because my makeup was perfect. My hair was perfect. I have never looked like that without professional help. I need a team. Uh, and I, I don't have one when I go to auditions. It's just me. And, and 
Uh, which is funny because that's currently the clip that I'm that I'm I'm breaking up into three one minute chunks. All my bits are not one minute chunks. So I'm doing one minute chunks on TikTok and thirty minute thirty second one thirty second chunks on Reels, which means that all of my bits take six days to get to the end. Too good for you. <laughs> I don't know. Like part of me's like, all right. So the show ends June twenty fourth. So part of me is like, oh, June twenty fifth. It's on TikTok. Here's what I recommend you start and and you use my headliner account is um, you start clipping bits into one minute chunks and then you just have them so that you can just upload them because it takes me about it probably right now it's it's probably taking me half an hour to 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 make sure I'm I I'm I'm clipping this thing and doing it but I but once I learn how to do it you know the learning curve on this stuff once you once you once you get the template going yeah it'll be fine but until then <laughs> it turns out uh, it's going to take me an hour to do an hour oh, a minute and um yeah yeah um i so, am uh, i decided this room. So I'm changing my room. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give my son my bedroom and I'm going to take this little office and his little room and knock this wall behind me out. So I'll have like a sort of a long master suite. Well, it's 10 by 20. I don't know if it's a suite. (laughs) (laughs) And then I want to put sliding glass doors at the end. So it it opens to the backyard. Oh God. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you gonna get you gonna get your guy to do that? Yes. He's he's totally recovered from COVID. He's, oh, that's awesome. Because the last time I talked to him, he was eighty five percent, and I was like, "Sleep it out, brother." Yeah. Yeah. He took some time. It's good. Uh, yes. Do you know? Uh, um, do you? Oh, I think you know that a friend of ours had has it, and who? she's and she's. Um. What. Yeah, and and she's Wait. compromised. I don't think it's public, oh, no. though, which is why. Okay. Yeah, which is why I'm not really saying that. Ah, but she's been careful too. Yeah, she's super careful, but she's not super healthy, so she's got damn. pre-existing and all that. But uh, damn, damn, damn. So it's real, you guys. And I, I, I um, said that I would start taking dates in July. I feel like with Johnson and Johnson, I feel like everyone will be a massive amount of vaccinations in April, May, and June. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know. I just got a couple of emails from different clubs asking if they could tentatively book me in July. And I was like, here's what'll happen when I get the first shot. Right. right, I will book, I will book out a month, a month in advance. And then I will know that at least I have it. And, um, and I think by the time I get it, um, everybody should else, everybody else should have it. You know what that means? That means that the system mostly works if I'm in the final group. Yes, yes, yes. We have like several months and, and all these Pfizer and Moderna are, you know, upping their, their uh, production level. Johnson and Johnson's only one shot, which is great. And, uh, I think, I think some people are uncomfortable with two shots because they're so paranoid about vaccines that might make more people take it. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know, but there was this uh, article in the Atlantic saying summer was going to be fucking awesome. 
And then there might be, it might split back in the fall and the winter yeah. people go indoors again, but then maybe by this time next year, it'll be stamped out. It's just okay. vaccines we can get into people before everyone starts going indoors again in the fall. Man, it is so interesting to read about the 1918 to 19, because it, it was, it was 1918 to 1922, essentially. And sometimes they go 18 to 20, but there was another two years and nobody was wearing any masks. People were just dying, Yeah, you know, and we've got, you know, 200 million more people than we did in 1918. So, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's, but I, I, <laughs> We we had a distance uh, visitor today. People want to come over meet Gordy, and uh, so people <laughs> people have sat in our backyard and met Gordy. Gordy is a, a good sport. He's a very polite young man. He's a very polite gentleman of a dog, and he likes to travel. We you know we drive up to Andy's mom's once a week. Yeah, take her groceries and do chores and stuff, and mm-hmm. have lunch with her. She's in our in our circle. Oh, but so today I was like, oh, I wish Robert. I wish Robert and Patrice were in our pod. And uh, Andy looked at me and I was like, I wish the whole world were in our pod. Uh, (laughs) I could just have lunch and hug everybody. And I'm not the biggest hugger in the world, but I will be. I will be again, man. (laughs) There's going to be some Um, hugging. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll... I'll be down for everything, honestly. Uh, <laughs> 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 Giant orgy. Just like, let's get Kilbarton some action. Oh Post-COVID orgy, like oh the, the day the pandemic is officially over. Remember, was it Nixon had a bit about when AIDS was cured, how there'd be the fucking in the streets would be insane. Who's Who did a bit about that? Bill, I think it was Bill Hicks, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, that was the guy. Speaking of normalizing things, he was the guy who uh, most famously normalized porn as a topic. Yeah, I do remember thinking, oh, he admitted he watches porn. That's, I mean, I didn't even, I'd never seen porn at that point. It just felt like it was all, it all felt like Larry Flint and below, you know, that sort of level of person, like, yeah, Skezier and Skezier, Al Goldstein or whatever from Screw Magazine. Like all these people I read about, I'm like, oh gosh, that sounds awful. Right. And Hicks sort of made it seem like a just a pleasant, uh, <laughs> just uh, a pastime. Yeah, a pastime that, that people do. They're yeah. just like everybody's doing it. Don't sweat it. I'm going to make jokes about it. It's kind of gross. It's kind of fun. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's like, like you know, if yeah. your mom sees your act, she knows you're going to watch porn, right? You know that, Bill, right? That's <laughs> awesome. Um, no, I, one time, did I ever tell you about the porn I, I saw at this club? Uh, <laughs> wait, Ooh, we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. This is a game we call Zooey Deschanel, where you turn a celebrity's name into an animal pun. You have an example, Manolo? Brad Gorilla Pit. Oh, that's a pun on Gorilla Pit? Yep. I don't know. If that's, that's Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. That's a high quality game that you yeah. could expect. Dr. Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out, please. Did I ever tell you about that? 
No, okay. I've never done that town. Oh, oh, okay. So that town is a bang bang criminals, aren't it? You know what? It's El Paso. Well, okay, I, okay that'll that'll be it. But uh, <laughs> it's a good town. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's perfectly <laughs> fine. Yeah. Are you? Are you kidding me? It's a town. I would love to do El Paso. I'd love to do Baton Rouge. Anyway, so you're at, you're you're okay, in El Paso. So I'm at a club. Could be any club in El Paso. Probably the only one in El Paso. <laughs> probably that's what I'm talking about. But but yeah, it's not a me too thing. It, but it, but it sounds no. awful. Right. Like the headliners working with who I'm still friends with, who lives in LA. I don't think he does, he doesn't do stand up anymore. But completely porn obsessed. Brought a suitcase full of sex toys to bring on, on the road and showed me. And here, I'm in a condo. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, it, it, I, I wasn't like threatened, or did I feel like I was being flirted with? I was like, hmm, wow. That oh, you know why? Good. Because that guy's social skills are so bad that that was him both threatening and flirting with you, and but this not is, knowing how to do it. This is who it was. Oh, that yeah, not <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't flirting. It Watch wasn't the video, all. folks. You can see. No, it wasn't my response to to that. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. I do. Um, But uh, so, so at the end, I forget, was it, it was maybe Sunday. I think we hadn't gotten paid yet, but it was, (laughs) it was after, I can't remember. It was a Sunday afternoon or it was after we got paid or we were waiting to get paid. Yep. But uh, so he brought, he put out, he put on a porn in a, in a giant screen at the club and me and the club owner, he, Jackie, we agreed to disagree. <laughs> he, um, and the, <laughs> sitting, I'm sitting with the club owner who I think hasn't paid me yet. And, and this guy and, and the porn is, a man giving birth to a baby doll through his anus. And it's That's, a that would be how it would be done. Baby doll. Yeah, sure. And I was like, what? I, I my eyes like like a cartoon character went out of my head. I couldn't I couldn't even believe it. Was, it was that the first porn that you ever saw, really? I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sh- I don't think I so. Think- it was the first like non-sex porn, maybe. Where I, the first point I, I ever like this, this can't be pleasurable. How can that, right? <laughs> that's gotta hurt. But it also was weird because I know if I were to go like do a deposition, you know, like everyone would be like, that's terrible. But honestly, I was, we, we, we all, it was almost like we were at some sort of curiosity museum watching this incredible, incre- very weird thing. And no one felt turned on after or, uh, <laughs> You know, just felt no. pretty much felt weird. The first time I saw porn was also with male comics. <laughs> right. It was, we were in, we were in, we were all doing some show and there was, for some reason, there was either a conference room or a hotel room where there was a VCR. Yeah. And, um, the decision was, is that we were going to watch somebody's set. Somebody had a, 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 a stand-up set. No, and, you know this happened to me too. Go ahead. Oh, and one of the comics was like, oh, I put the wrong one in. Yes! And it was, and it was lesbian porn. Okay. And I was like, and I was like, what is this? And they're like, oh, don't you like it, Jackie? And I was like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Get this off. Name you wanna- type. It was, it was, uh, it was true to form. And, um, those guys, Yeah, they're all the, they're all the guys that I think it was Eric Alver who put it in, but it was all the guys that I came up with in, 
But it's not like Hannes Finney was, wasn't uncomfortable, right? Or Jim Olsky wasn't uncomfortable. Right, right, but right. it was Steve Marmel, uh, Eric Alver, me, and those two guys, and probably a guy named Robert Free. Rob- you and five guys, four guys? Yes, the six of us. The six of us oh did stand-up for eight months every oh night. God. Oh, my God. Every night I hung yeah, out with these six guys. Point, you feel like... You don't feel you're, those are just like brothers, but not brothers, but just like people, you know, it's just not, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on the person in the scene, but it doesn't feel threatening. Right. Uh, if it just felt, you know what, it just felt like it was one of those, you know, I look back at it and I know exactly what it was, which was, it wasn't threatening. It was, uh, unwelcoming. Yeah. Right. It was like, you don't belong here. If yes, we were to remind you yeah. that you're a female. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, looking back on it, it was that. It wasn't threatening at all. It was just, um, you know, if we were just guys, we could just put this on, watch it, have a circle jerk. And you're like, who's doing that? You wouldn't do that either. You're interrupting. Yeah. (laughs) Weirdos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The idea of any male comics together in a circle jerk is so... There's not a single male comic I can share with another one. Well, it's it, at the time they were just a circle of jerks. <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, that's I, I'll leave, I'll let myself out. Um, that's uh, yeah. Well, but I don't know. I was. Have you watched the morning show yet? No, but because you were so into it, I I looked at the trailer. Really it looks is. super intense. First of all, the shots of New York are beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's, it's beautifully really shot. Like, what? Yeah, the just cinematography. Yeah, Aniston's apartment is like it, it's weird when like Succession is the same way where they show these miserable people, but you look at where they live and you're like, it's worth it. I want that view. <laughs> All right, I'm going to knock this wall out so I can look at concrete. Please, <laughs> I have that fucking view. Um, so uh, uh, so uh, she's great in it. Uh, Steve, um, Steve Carell's great in it. Yeah. He plays... Reese Witherspoon. Uh, he does not play Reese Witherspoon. He's plays he plays Reese Witherspoon. She's <laughs> also in it, though. You know, he, plays, he, he plays like a Matt Lauer type of character, and... It it's very subtle, and he's like this extra la- layer of sleaze that's really understated. But if you're a woman, you're like, oh fuck, I know that guy. I know, I know that guy. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And there's it, it, it gives me I, I, it gives me nerves to even think about trying to watch that. But it's you know, beautifully done. I, I'm I, because they get it right. The, the thing that's always irritating to me, and then and then the re- relationship between Reese and Jen Jen Cranston, Again, you're like, oh, they're probably going to do it, you know, do it badly because you're just used to seeing this shit done badly. And then they don't. It's like so, so exciting, you know. Right, right. Their their relationship is very complicated and very, you know, Jen Aniston is like the uh, one who made it through the boys club. Right. So she's like us. (laughs) Like she's an old like she's yeah. like, I did it. I'm okay. You know, and it, I, I suffered through all this shit and I'm fine. And, and Reese is sort of like the younger female comic going, this is all bullshit. And, uh, yeah. I can't you put up with this shit, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a lot more complex than that, but in terms of like being no, able but that's to the veneer to all this, it's really, yeah. uh, it's really interesting, really great performances. 
And there's all these secondary actors that are like, you know, nailing it. It's really, really, really good. You can tell with, with those shows and even not shows that are not quite that powerful or movies, not that if they have women or people of color in showrunner kind of more powerful positions, you know, because you look at the depictions of women, there's usually some weird cat fight or, um, or if it's all whitey magoos, it's always just, you know, there's some weird noble person of color, you know, where the liberal has gone off the goddamn deep end and not treating, you know, and, uh, but cause I, uh, to comparably WandaVision. Oh yeah. I haven't seen it. And I don't know how much pre watching of other things I have to do. Uh, none. It is, it tells its own story and explains it all. And it has to, because it goes so deep into the long boxes that even someone who saw all 23 movies and all seven or 10 TV shows are still not getting stuff. So they explain all of it. And on that level, it's just really good storytelling and acting Elizabeth Olsen Knocking it out of the goddamn park, man. She has got the accent of bewitched. And then her accent changes to Florence Henderson. And then her accent changes to uh, who was in Malcolm in the Middle? Jane Krasinski? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so, I mean, literally the first six episodes, they're parodies of different sitcoms. Oh, okay, cool. And it is, it is, you know, it's, but... Here's the crazy, like, you can tell that, the, I can tell that there, let me speak for me, is that I can tell that there are women at the highest level on this thing because yeah. they're treating these women like people as yeah. opposed to like Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, yeah. which I loved, but there's a scene in it where Drax says to Gamora and he has been, he has been, uh, one of the, the male characters calls her a whore yeah. and he, and he, and it's played for funny, Right. And, but he is not, he has already been ever, we have, we have learned that this, his race of people are super literalists. Mm-hmm. And then he calls Gamora a whore and there's no, there's no, she is not a whore uh, by literal standards. Right. And then in the second guardians movie, uh, she, she, Gamora is treated great, but the Mantis character, the new woman character is just belittled. There's just, it's such a weird, you could tell that there are no women <laughs> writing this thing or anywhere near. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's just men who are decent enough men, but they don't know what they're doing. They're like yeah. noble. How, how many comics do you know? They're fucking great on 10 topics and then talk about women. And you're like, dude. How can you all of a sudden be dumb after you were brilliant on the race for 20 minutes? Why? Oh my God. So it happens to screenwriters too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all. And so, you know, that civilization is so fucking slow, man. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I know that because of, of, of the curve of me learning shit. So whatever, whatever. Bill oh, Maher complained about cancel culture. I, 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 that phrase makes me so angry that I, I just deduct IQ points from anyone who uses it, including people I really like. I'm shocked. I'm, you know, yeah. like, don't even use it. Yeah. Please come up with something else. So I'll tell you, but you know, who's a great comic and who's on the, who's going to be on the dork forest tomorrow, uh, is, uh, Greg Proops. 
Ah, I love Greg. Yeah, talking more baseball. He did a baseball episode before, but he talked about the Negro Leagues this time because he's got to host a couple of things and meet a lot of these old uh, Yes, he did players. tell me this last week. Oh, did I? Yes, he did. Well, it's a great story. So whatever. <laughs> you said Negro, and I was like, oh, Jackie, no, come on. That's what they were called. Uh, the I know, one after. I know. It feels like such an old 60s term, though. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> totally agree. Where are we at here, Kyle? We got uh, two and a half minutes left. Mm. Oh, interesting. Well, everyone should definitely come to the Flapper Show tonight. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of compliments, too, at my Maria show of my poor people food bit. And my murder hornet bit, which are both coming along. Cool. How many people were at Maria's show today for last night? 3,000. Jesus Christ. That's what I was told. Wow. I tried to get to the the V-mix, to the Rush Ticks feed so I could see the comments. And... Uh, uh, and I got a bunch of these, like, you didn't, you probably couldn't see the comments, but people really liked your, you know, your, the pictures on the back of your wall because Maria had in the, behind her, the painting my dad did of her parents and a uh, monster. So, um, um, that's a lot. And are there all people there, there, you can't see them. They're not going, they're not logging on in zoom, right? They, uh, 25 of them logged on zoom so we could hear their laughs mm-hmm. and that was good. And they, they rush Ticks is doing this thing where they're like, uh, they're trying to mix the audio from the zoom yeah. to make it sound more like a crowd. Wow. Live. So, yeah. So, and I think, and, and then there's two days where you can actually still buy tickets. Well, it was, it'd be, t- uh, Monday, I think is the last day, uh, to listen to it. I would actually be curious to listen to how it sounded. Yeah. And, um, I wonder if I could get, I probably could get that, that, uh, that set with what she's paying yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Oh, right. Yeah, probably. Oh, but and get this. Do you see this weird lighting behind me? Yeah. <laughs> that was Rush Ticks going, you have to buy floor lighting that hits the back wall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do I? Okay. <laughs> and uh, and so I did. And now, and it's very romantic. Like it's it. really, it's really. It looks romantic. good. Mike Birbiglia has a whole like separate light, like studio in his place or something where he's got like. Yeah, speaking of having a giant bag of Scrooge McDuck money, uh, uh. he's got a giant bag of Scrooge McDuck money. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, luckily, these two lights, a pack, $45. He's not knocking out walls. He's putting up walls because he has too much space to live in. He's doing mine. <laughs> hmm. All right. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.